0: The Fantasy Six Pack Hour with
1: your hosts, Joe Ba, Ah, you're awful, and AJ Appleton. It's Sinshu Sinshu Chu. It's a mouthful.
0: Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, content manager, uh, at so-called fantasy experts, and founder of Fantasy Six .dot net. My co-host is on the line. AJ, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Not too much. Uh, you know, relaxing, getting ready for the the long holiday weekend
1: away from work.
0: Um, you got any big plans for for Thanksgiving tomorrow?
1: Um yeah we're gonna go up to uh my uh i guess aunt in law's place and uh hang out up there with heather's family and um uh that's pretty much it i guess I'm going up there you know mid afternoon or so hang out uh try and get some stuff taken care of around the house beforehand, but uh got to start my holiday break a little early by taking off of work today so he, uh our, our daughter decided to get a really wicked fever last night, and then uh, I ended up Hi, staying man. home with her today. Yeah, now uh, we gave her some some Motrin to calm down, and then she was good throughout the night. And then it was back up again this morning, so stayed home with her. And then uh, we went to the doctor and found out she's got a really awesome double ear infection.
0: So, oh man, yeah. I uh, I'm only, not gonna wood here that none of my kids get. But I hear that that's pretty typical, you know, kids getting infections all the time. So,
1: Yeah, this is only the second time she's had one, so we're pretty happy about that at least. But, um, yeah, overall it's, uh, you know, just a tough situation. She's going to be on the antibiotic again. So hopefully that uh, takes care of everything and she's back to her happy self shortly yeah good luck with that man that
0: that stinks especially you know thanksgiving and stuff yeah anyway man speaking of thanksgiving though um figured we would take some time to kind of say you know mention a few things that that we're thankful for and and you know I'm, i'm maybe it's a little obvious maybe it's a little cheesy but you know it's 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 true you know i'm I'm thankful for all the listeners of the show and, and everybody who reads fantasy six pack and so-called fantasy experts, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you all. So, uh, I'm, I'm definitely
1: thankful for, for everybody. Yeah. I, uh, I'll go with the other cliche answer and say, I'm thankful for, you know, my family and my friends and having uh, good people in my life and, you know, the opportunities that I have and, and, have have had throughout my life. I know not everybody's a, as fortunate as, as some other people and, you know, not to say I'm the most fortunate person in the world, but, you know, uh, I know there's, there's plenty of people out there that, uh you know, look at this holiday as kind of a reminder of things they might not necessarily have. So, you know, I, I do like this holiday. It is one of my uh, more favorite holidays just for the fact of being able to spend extra time with friends and family and, um and, and good food and and beer and football and uh pumpkin <laughs> pie you know those are things yeah, I man.
0: Like, so <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah definitely definitely agree with all of that minus the pumpkin pie part maybe i'm not a big pumpkin fan big pumpkin fan but Terrible. yeah man definitely Terrible. definitely agree with all of that whatever dude um <clears throat> yeah i mean you know i i also just i I gotta say you know i need to give a shout out to all the all the writers for for both sites as well um you know top-notch guys and gals over there at both sites so it's uh the neither site would be in existence if it wasn't for them and you know we obviously have enough readers to keep them going so it's uh yeah i mean a lot to be thankful for definitely family and and friends you know you covered all that as well but it i want to ask you kind of a I don't, know. I don't know if it's stupid or not but put a fantasy spin on this. Who's the one fantasy player this year, baseball, basketball, football, whatever that you are thankful for?
1: Oof. Fantasy player I'm thankful for. Well, if I had to go sport by sport, um but you don't have to I have would say one. <laughs> well, yeah. I I would say um baseball I'm thankful for for uh, Gary Sanchez finally getting a call up and mashing 20 plus homers in a span of roughly a month to help propel my team through uh, the last four to five weeks of the season, I think. And, you know, really, really get a good surge going into the playoffs and and really get me all the way to the championship game, um, which I lost, but, um, not thankful for my pitching staff. That's for sure. Uh, (laughs) Um, Thanks for the letdown. Um, yeah, football. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, David Johnson, probably. I would say I'm thankful for David Johnson. He's been an all Yeah, all-star. I would think so. You, you, uh, you're running,
0: running the show in our league because of him.
1: We're yeah, trying to- uh, in in all of my leagues, I've got him in all three, and and uh, I'm thankful that I picked him up late last year as a free agent, so I could keep him as a tenth round pick this year in my league. So I'm thankful for the rules that I set up in my own league to benefit those <laughs> who are savvy with their pickups. All right. <laughs> thankful for loose cannon. It's delicious. Um, yes, it is. It makes me want to go get one right now. Basketball, I don't really know. Yeah, I, I'm also drinking one right now. Um, so. I I, uh, I I don't know basketball uh, whatever. That's just from no, no, losing. Not... <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Uh, well, so I, if I we're gonna go sport by sport, time, I guess but... you're gonna make me pick somebody here. So I guess for baseball, uh, I'm gonna go with. I mean, can I just? Get, I'll go with my best player. I guess I got two of them. Nolan Arenado or Mookie Betts in my dynasty league that I picked up in the second and sixth rounds of those two, so like they're basically just steals forever. Um, Yeah. And so you know, taking me to -to back-to-back championships in my dynasty league. So Mm -hmm. in the first two years of the of the league, so that's that is definitely fun. Um, I mean, I am I've hit some rough passes with all my football. I mean I've got David Johnson on one, but since you already said him I won't. I, I guess I'm just gonna go with I'm thankful for trades because I did make that trade for you know, I traded Julio Jones for DeMarco Murray and Diggs. And since that time I am four and two. No, five and two. And I started yeah. out oh and four. So that's um definitely kept me in the hunt in our league. So I'm thankful for trades. And basketball, I'm going to say White Whiteside, man. That dude's a complete monster. Um, yeah. He's averaging like 15 or 15, it feels like. The dude's just disgusting. Um, anyway, um, so let's move on here. Week 11, a lot went down, dude, a lot. And probably more players went down, literally, than anything. I mean, it was a bad week for injuries, it feels like. Um, but, you know, and we'll, we'll definitely get into those, but you wanted to talk about specifically a lot of the tight ends that severely disappointed last week. And I, and I'm with you, dude, like the tight end position was bad last week. It was weird. Like how bad it was. Um, I mean, Ebron only was good because he had a rushing touchdown. Like that, what was that? I was happy because I had him, that was
1: an awesome play by the way. I was was, like, I was, I was watching was Red Zone on Sunday, finally, and and they flipped over to that game, and I was like, oh, this game is such a like back and forth, uh, and I really needed Detroit to to come and pull it out and everything for my my pick and pull. But yeah, they flipped on right right before that play, and I was like, that was fantastic. <laughs> it's like you don't you don't see a tight end run the ball ever, so uh, kudos to. To Jim Bob Cooter or whatever the hell his, his name is, but he uh, he pulled that one out and uh, uh, you know that was enjoyable to watch. But uh, other than that, though, I mean, I had I had a real you know mind battle on who I wanted to pick up and play for last week because there was so many. There are so many juicy options out there based on on the paper and the matchups and and the you know the the game history of rematches against teams and and stuff like that. but you know my one league we went back and forth on trying to figure out because the tight end position in general has just absolutely destroyed us all year. we've gotten so little production out of it. Um, because we were banking on Ertz and then he was injured and then he just didn't perform and we cut him and now all of a sudden he's playing well again, so we're dipping back into that well. But we, we picked up Vernon Davis this week thinking, Okay, well here we go, you know, this he's been you know, life out the past three, four weeks, even with Jordan Reed being healthy, they do all these double tight end sets or triple tight end sets even. And uh, you know he just has the opportunities there. And Kirk Cousins has been on fire lately. And you know the running game has been okay, but uh, you know with Robert Kelly, he's been he's been solid, but he really blew up this past weekend. And Vernon Davis did not. I mean, the way that I have this labeled is that the NFL sphincter was clenched tight in Week 11 with all the hype for big games from the tight ends that fell short. That's exactly how I felt, and that's why I started this our notes page so early because I was so beside myself with the crappy play from all of these guys. Okay, we'll just run down the list real quick. Gronkowski out. You know, uh, we, we know about his issue. We talked about it last week, and we talked about Martellus Bennett getting the start. Yeah. and
0: Dude, I, I had him in one every of- single one of my DFS lineups. Yeah. Nothing.
1: I, I started Nothing. Him but he was questionable going into the game. So I kind of was looking at, okay, well, who else can I pick up for the late game that, you know, that's going to, if Bennett for some reason doesn't end up starting or, you know, I'm worried about his, his status. You know what? I'm going to go Vernon Davis. He's got the late game. He's been playing it. He's only $2,800. Awesome. Got this on lockdown. Yeah. Thanks again, Vernon Davis. Um, But I ended up starting Bennett in a couple of leagues, too, DFS. Dude gets one reception for 14 yards on two targets? Are you kidding me? Against the the 49ers? Uh, I mean, that was absolute garbage from him. Um, I get that he may have still been battling some injury issues, so fine, whatever. But he started, and he should have done a lot better than that. Uh, O'Doyle did not rule One catch, seven Mm. yards. Two targets. And his, uh, his teammate Allen only had two targets and no reception. Not that Allen was really anything hyped, but, but Jack Doyle has been pretty good lately and been consistent. He yeah, has been. And, and he had a great game against Tennessee in the first matchup. So, you know, that's what I was looking at. Uh, Kobe Fleener, another guy who was in his repeat matchup. Against Carolina for the second time, that was his best game of the season, and he hasn't really done anything this season, as far as I'm concerned, at least anything impressive. You know, filling in the shoes of of Jimmy Graham and um, uh, what's his face that the the Ravens picked up this year, and then he got injured to start the season. Uh, ben something maybe I can't remember. Um, oh, Ben Watson. Ben Watson, thank you. Um, Watson had a great year with with uh, with Breeze, and Breeze just loves throwing to the tight end, but Bleener <clears throat> comes along and he's like, screw this guy, he sucks. I'm not giving him anything. Yeah, pretty he much. That's
0: what it feels like.
1: Three, he goes three receptions for 17, and he did have the touchdown, so that saved him a little bit. And he had five targets, which isn't horrendous, but He was basically non-existent in that game, and New Orleans got beat up pretty bad anyways for the majority of that game, so I feel like that had something to do with it, but you'd think they'd have to be throwing the ball. Who were they throwing it to? Uh, Delaney Walker, you know, the flip side of the the Tennessee Indy matchup. He couldn't repeat his earlier success either with only four catches and 36 yards, uh, six targets for him, but no touchdowns. I mean, he had a monster game against Indy earlier this year and was coming off another monster game. So he was another guy in DFS that I was really eyeing up and and trying to figure out, you know, who to play. And then the last guy who I already talked about here, Vernon Davis, uh, sorry, the last two guys, uh, and then Cameron Brait, um, who wasn't necessarily, you know, a, a big highlight guy, um, but he, he's had been, you know, coming in and playing pretty well he goes two for 18 on three targets and no touchdowns, you know. So the, the past few weeks, though, like I said, both of those guys have been, re- been reliable plug-and-play guys, uh, and they did nothing for us. We lost our matchup because of Vernon Davis. Um, you know, if we had gone out and picked up Fleener, we would have been fine. If we had played Terrell Pryor over Devontae Adams, who's also been good, we would have been fine and we would have won. So it was just, uh, it was so miserable. I was so, so mad about everything that happened from the tight end side. So I don't want to spend the entire thing talking about that, but man, that was such a boner. <laughs> it really was.
0: Yeah. It's, it's been a rough year overall for tight ends though. Like honestly, it's, it's
1: you know, th- unless
0: you've got guys like you know, Grok when they're healthy or Reed when they're healthy, um, and uh, Olsen, like, you've been real hit or miss with a lot of these tight ends. You know, Walker's been up and down all year. I own him in a couple different leagues. Barnage has been just terrible. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, who else is actually, like, decent at tight end? and Like, consistently decent. Like, it just doesn't feel like there's a lot out there. And maybe I'm just forgetting names, but it just doesn't feel like, I mean, I guess Graham has kind of been, but even he's had like big game, bad game, big game, bad game. Like that's what it feels like with him. Kelsey's the same type of deal where he has like yeah. one big game and then six points and then another big game and then four points. And it's like, it's hard to rely on these guys consistently day, you know, week in and week out. Um,
1: well, you yeah. can't, I mean, it's, it's way too tough to try to, to predict, what they're gonna do, and like I said last week, there was li- it was lined up for so many mm-hmm. quality potential matchups and, and everything to look at and and, and go against, and it just it, nothing panned out. None of yeah. those guys. I mean, I'm
0: even looking at Olson right now, and, and I didn't
1: I didn't realize this. I haven't been looking at Olson's
0: numbers because I mean there's no reason to analyze Greg Olsen, but now that I'm looking at well, it, well, yeah. Ever since they've started winning, been he hasn't been a big focal point of the offense. It seems like, huh. um, you know, you're looking at like two point sixteen and then eight, and then seven, and that's PPR leagues. So, you know, standard leagues is even worse. It's just it's just been a real up and down year, and it. But like really, you could go and stream any one of these guys any week. Like there would have been. Unless you got Greg Olson, honestly, there was no reason to pay up for tight end this year at all. I mean, none no. of these
1: guys are, are returning. No, you really didn't in that league, you know, because we're it's me and two of my coworkers, and you know, we we went after Ertz and we went after Barnage thinking, hey, we got to have. Some sort of backup. We want to have some depth that's quality. And Barnett's just sat forever. And it was like it was one of those picks where you're just going through the draft waiting for somebody else to jump on it. Like, why is nobody taking this guy? And then you finally are like, screw it. I'm pulling the trigger. We're doing it. Yeah. And, Dude, that's and what we I do become with Julius that Thomas. guy.
0: That's what but, I do yeah, with Julius Thomas. Exactly. I, got, I got Julius Thomas in, like, the 12th round in, like, almost every single one of my leagues. Like, it, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah, so I, I got him I mean, super late. I got him in like beyond the top 12 tight ends for a lot of leagues. And I was like, okay, he's not that bad. Well, apparently he is. So, um, you know, and it, it, it what happened to me, and, and I'm sure it's happened to a lot of people listening and including yourself, AJ and, and your coworkers is you draft guys like Barnage and you draft guys like Ertz who are supposed to be good, right? Yeah. And so you hang on to them, and you let these guys like Breit, who have been overall much, much better than both of those. Uh, yep. you, you passed on guys like Witten, who probably weren't drafted in a lot of leagues. Um, you passed on picking up guys like Doyle when they were playing well. You passed on these guys who played a little bit more consistently. You know, Fedorowicz is another name. You passed he's, on these yeah, guys. Yeah, he was one of the other guys that that we thought about. Yeah, you passed on these guys during the year, especially in the beginning when you're like, who is this guy? Like, my guy's better. Ertz, like, yeah, he's definitely better. Barnage, yeah, he's definitely better. Um, you know, thankfully in a couple leagues, I was able to snag a Fedorowicz like really late, you know, just like a few weeks into the season because I, I guess people were, su- were satisfied with their tight end by that point. But, you know, it just goes to show that sometimes you have to pull the trigger on that hot, you know, that guy, that, that tight end who's had a couple really good starts early on because you can catch lightning in a bottle and sometimes it just goes all year. I mean, look at guys like Barnage last year. I randomly picked them up in my dynasty league cause we have like 24 roster spots. And I was like, whatever, this guy's killing it. Might as well take a chance. Like I dumped in yeah. clown who doesn't do anything. So I was like, whatever, I'll take a chance. But like in my normal leagues, I didn't go anywhere near him. I'm like, it's a, it's Cleveland. and b, who's Gary Varnage? And yep. I wish I had picked him up in every single one of my leagues because I think I would have, you know, I probably, I would have done a lot better. But it goes to show that sometimes, especially in a tight end position, it's so volatile. It's so the turnover is so so great in that position that you need to go after these guys pretty quickly, and and yeah. just grab them, you know. So. And, I mean look at like look at Jimmy Grant this year. He wasn't drafted in a lot of leagues or if he was it was like the last round
1: or like one of the last Well, yeah, I mean, you know because he he was not not great last year and,
0: Yeah.
1: you know the the health issues that crops up and whatever and it's like people just didn't really want to take take the risk on him. I mean you people probably thought hey I'm better off going after a Gary Barnage because of Yeah. Yeah, I was. he had a great year last year and you know, McCown isn't starting. We got RG three, but we know that's only going to last three quarters. Oh wait, mm-hmm. never mind it did. Um, and uh, you know, so you knew McCown was coming back in at some point. Um, but I mean, shit, Graham's got three hundred yard games this year. Uh, I mean, four touchdowns. He's getting the ball and and he's he's doing well this year. So. He was one that, you know, got bypassed, and whoever was savvy enough to get him late, it's paying off for him. Um, You know, Zach Miller was another guy who started off the first two games real slow, and then he he hit the ground running the next four games. He had pretty solid games, Uh, you know, kind of a down game against Green Bay, but then back up against Minnesota before the bye. But yep. he, he's been startable. All of his starts, even the first game against Houston where he had 4.4 4 points, you know, in, in a PPR league. Okay, you know, whatever. You put up with that from a tight end, and, and you, you live with it. Um, but then when you That's, get these 27-point games, yeah, Barnes got zero. I think we dropped them after week one
2: because we were so <laughs>
1: like, what, what the hell was that? Uh, I mean we've we've had such a revolving door. I don't I don't think we've ever had Charles Clay on the team. I do think we had Fleener at one point. We we debated on going after Jordan Reed and I stupidly said, "No, he's too much of an injury risk. I, I don't want to deal with it." And but hey, and you then were he were right came though. Back he's and been, had, he had, he's missed two games. Well, that's this was after, you know, right at that point we were thinking of picking him up when he was injured. Because somebody had dropped him, and then I was like, nah, oh my God, who knows no, yeah, I would have picked him up and whatever, yeah, and then he got he's had two really strong games and one kind of a dud, but yeah that that would have been whatever, but then at the same time, we would have picked him up, and he would have been injured again, so that that's just how it seems like it's gone with with that team and that league. I mean, you had a guy in Jared Cook who got twenty 20.5 points. Oh, don't talk to me about that. I was screaming uh, at the television. 105 tonight. yards, one touchdown, 11 targets. That's with a fumble loss. The guy lost a damn fumble, and he's still got 20 points. I yeah, mean,
0: that was ridiculous, uh, dude. Don't ridiculous. Mind. Thankfully, the, uh, I'm, the Redskins I'm, I've offense let end. go crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah. Moving on. Yeah, moving I mean, on. again, the, b- besides you being mad about last week, I think it just goes to show that, you know, sometimes – you do need to take a chance on, on some of these, you know, hot guys, uh, you know, these, these hot waiver wire pickups early on, and just take a chance on them. Uh, you know, you don't, don't drop, you know, really, really good players, but you know, if, if your star, you know, if your later round picks are kind of underperforming the first couple of weeks, sometimes it doesn't pay to wait. And that's, that's an art that you have to learn as an owner. And, you know, we, you know, we preach on this show, you know, patience, 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 but I think sometimes you can have too much patience. And I think that's something that I've learned this year that I had a little bit too much patience and I kind of put myself into an early, too big of an early hole in a few leagues and I, and I'm not able to climb out of it. So uh, yeah. that's a lesson that I'm learning this year. So, you know, tight end is, I, in my opinion, like the the biggest position to to um, take example of that with so anyway moving on man there are a lot of injuries this week um, we'll hit the big ones first so we'll, we'll mix through the, the the positions here obviously the biggest injury of the week was AJ Green um, they initially were calling yeah. it like season ending and now they're saying it might not be but it might not be back to like week 16 basically so it's I think it's still okay to drop him. Uh there there's no guarantee that even happens. Like I just I just don't think it's gonna happen and if you're relying if you're relying on him coming back to the fantasy championships, then that's I don't know, that that's a risky keep in my opinion. Um you know, the it the hamstrings that bad to where they thought it might be season ending. I just don't see him coming back in, you know, four weeks. That's
1: I don't know. No, I don't, I don't either. Really have... And I, I think with the hamstring, it's, it's such a, a bulky issue that, you know, and it, there's so many different grades and of the strain itself, um, you know, depending on the location and all this, I, I was watching a whole big thing about his injury specifically yesterday on, uh, on ESPN at, at lunch. And, I mean, there's so much different stuff that I didn't even realize was built into it, but they were saying basically, you know, they are kind of still in the hunt in, in the division, but, you know, after this week, they, they've always given the Ravens fits. So we'll see how that goes. I still think the Ravens will pull out the win at home, Um, you know, and, and then that'll knock them even farther down. So, Really, they have no reason to to try to rush him back. I mean, you're looking at at the Ravens, then back at home against the Eagles, um which could be you know a similar game to what we saw out of them last week versus Buffalo. I think that's going to be just a beat down drag them out game um that'll that'll end up being close. but then they get you know the defeated Browns, so that's a potential win there. Uh, you know and then you're you're looking at that's that's your first week of the playoffs so if he's not back by then you have Steelers and Texans the next two weeks and then they finish out against Ravens which week 17 typically doesn't matter Texans aren't going to be an easy matchup for for AJ Green especially if he's not 100% so i Agreed. i wouldn't even feel comfortable starting him in that game um if it's if my championship hopes are on the line yeah you want to because he's your first round pick and you always preach about start your studs and this and that and and I agree with it most of the time I go against it a lot of times but um he he's not one of those studs I'd be starting so that's why I think they're they're thinking it's a season ending thing because unless they're gonna make the playoffs i I don't think they have any reason to bring him back,
0: no, I hundred percent agree, and you know even if he even if he does play that last week, it's hamstrings are a fickle injury, man, and you know how many times have we seen any guys come back too quickly and they just first first possession of the game they they pull it again, they're out for the game, you know. And, and in the championship, do you really want to risk that? I mean, I, it 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 is tough because you're right. You know, start your studs. Do you, would you rather lose with getting a dud from Green, or would you rather lose with Green getting a 30 spot on your bench? That's hard. To, that's hard to say. Like I don't know. It's 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 interesting, but I just don't think the risk is worth worth it at that point because I just I really wouldn't expect it to happen. I mean, unless he got glowing report from practice and the beat writers and things like that, the show was like, oh, he had no hesitation. There was yeah. no, nothing wrong with him in practice. Maybe I'd roll the dice, but you know he's going to go into that game questionable, limited at practice, all that. Yep. And it's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Especially for my championship. If, if you even get that. Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, that's the not biggest... something
1: I'm willing to do the biggest thing that, that, you know, I feel bad about for, for green is that, you know, he's, he's topped a thousand yards in every season, all five Mm -hmm. of his seasons in the league so far. And I think had he done that this year, had he been stayed healthy, he obviously would have done it. He's 36 yards away from it. Um, Really?
0: I didn't even realize
1: that. So yeah. and, And he, he would have gotten there again, and it would have tied him with you know some some pretty uh, pretty solid company for being able to do that um so I think you know i I'd like to see him come back in week sixteen or seventeen to try to get that if if he's healthy enough you know just and i know it's it's a team sport, this and that you shouldn't think about personal accolades and whatever but Um, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a cool achievement to do. And and it's it's not necessarily like, Hey, I'm being selfish about this. It's like, I want to prove that, that I'm, I'm the best out there or one of them. And, And to me, you know, the way to do that is with stats, you know, obviously because that's what the guideline is. So we'll see, we'll see if you can make it back, but I, I don't, I think I'd, I'd be able to come to terms with him putting up a 30 spot on my bench in that game more, more than playing him and and him getting a goose egg.
0: And so clearly, you know, the guys to pick up now because of him being injured. uh, My favorite target is actually Tyler Boyd. I know some experts out there say Brandon LaFell, but in my opinion, it is Tyler Boyd. Um, You know, LaFell is Brandon LaFell. This is what you're going to get. He's, He's not gonna be a number one guy. I don't really know if I can consider Boyd a number one guy, but I just think you know you you saw it last week, yeah, LaFell had more targets when Green was out, but Boyd was one behind him, and actually I mean this, uh, straight up outperformed him even on even with one less target so I think it's I think Boyd's the number one and number two like both guys are are worth picking up uh but i I have Boyd. Ranked ahead of LaFell for the rest of the season. Uh, now this week's going to be rough, though they play they play Baltimore, so that's not going to be an easy matchup. You know that defense is really legit. So yeah, um, you know I, I may pick him up and sit him on the bench depending on my other options on my team this week, but I, I think you definitely want to get these guys for the for the stretch run here.
1: Yeah, I, I like Boyd over LaFell. I think LaFell can contribute. Um, I, I do agree that he's just—he's not gonna be. I, I don't think he's gonna be the huge difference maker overall. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see what he can put together. I I, I think uh, I like I like Boyd better, and and I think it opens up more for Eifert. Um, you know, to be that reliable. Uh, receiving threat that that Andy Dalton's used to so I think there's, there's I hope you're right for him. Man. he got double teamed a lot
0: this past weekend after Green was out and he did nothing yeah Dude, like, nothing
1: he was another one of those
0: guys that just did nothing and it was like oh no without Green they're just gonna double him because yeah Boyd and LaFell aren't worth doubling so I hope so because um, I'm I'm i picked him up in, in our league and, and I'm hoping he can help carry me to the, to the championship as well. So another big injury here that, that happened is shady McCoy uh, dislocated his thumb. He got surgery. Apparently went all well and he's planning on playing on Sunday. This seems kind of crazy. Like, but hell, what do I know? I'm not a doctor. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, it it be it's one to watch. I mean, I don't think it's guaranteed he plays, but you know everything he's saying and the coaches are saying is is he's gonna play. So, you know, if not, like Gillisley is obviously the handcuff. I I think most McCoy owners at this point have Gillisley because of the injury earlier the season already.
1: So hopefully you didn't drop him. Uh, so you know I think yeah, just thanks. keep an eye on that. Huh. I, I I'm not a shady owner, but I was a Gillisley owner and I dropped him uh, stupidly. Well, it's hard to hold well, the handcuffs I, oh, if you
0: don't own the main back. guy. It
1: really is. I think I did. Yeah, no, I dropped him.
0: <laughs> um, another big injury running back to CJ man, he was He was well on his way to have a huge game, man. And then a shoulder injury knocked him out for a while, according to Pete Carroll. And it sounds like he's not – Going to be coming back till maybe like the real NFL playoffs, so he is safe to drop in all fantasy
1: leagues that are not dynasty.
0: Uh, so Christine,
1: Christine Michael says, "What? Yeah, I know, right? Time, like, all, all the way, way to say, Green Bay. Yeah, all where you can the sit way to Green and Bay. do nothing. Yeah, um, I'm going to get they, cut in two more weeks. Yeah, he'll
0: get cut, and then you know, travel to the Jets, and and then he'll be back. The, not the even not even day. get off the plane." So, who knows? Um, Another – a lot of running back injuries, man. Running backs were hit hard this week. Uh, Mark Ingram in the concussion protocol still. He's practicing but hasn't been officially cleared. So, keep an eye out on that one. Uh, Another Cincinnati Bengal. uh, Gio Bernard done for the year. Torres ACL. That's a tough blow. I mean, Jeremy Hill gets a huge, huge, huge boost, but again, this is going to be a rough week. You know, the Ravens have the number one run defense, according to DVOA, and so that's, you know, I know a lot of people are just going, oh, plug in Hill, plug in Hill, he's going to get all the work, because, I mean, yeah, Burkhead is going to be somebody you want to pick up, but I just don't see him doing much. Um, and so, you know, maybe pick up Burkhead just in case you know, you never know. I've seen crazier things happen in this league, but you know, be careful. Just automatically thinking Hill is going to get twenty-five carries for a hundred yards and a touchdown or something like that. Just this week's going to be a tough one.
1: Um, yeah, your and Eagles, gonna man, be, It's going to be Hill's game.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, it's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be Hill's backfield. But I just don't think it's going to be. I, don't, I just I'm not expecting a big game out of them. I think the Cincinnati yeah. offense
1: is going to struggle this week. So, um, I think they are, too. I, I think without, this is going to be a tough game for them. If it was at yeah. home this week instead of Week 17, I, I think it would be better for them. But, I mean, Baltimore, they played a good game last week in the first half. The second half was a, a total different story, it seemed like. But, um, you know, they were they were right there in it with dallas so i i think they're gonna they're gonna come out swinging in this game and i i think they're gonna take the win especially with just all the key injuries the skill positions and i think um i think even dalton isn't isn't 100 percent right now either
0: no i don't think he is either yeah i know he was questionable last week but he ended up playing um but yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's Cincinnati's having a, a rough a rough uh, week here when it comes to injuries. Yeah. Um, but two more running backs, man. What's going on in Philly?
1: I dude, I don't even know. I mean, that that was just a brutal game. They they went through and and just got beat up this past weekend. Um, and, and I was. Initially thinking, oh maybe Philly will have a chance against Seattle if they can play like they did the week before at home, and even though it's on the road, and I was like, yeah, no, there's, they don't have a chance. But you know, you lose two key guys like that, and then you're relying on a rookie and and another guy that's you know a couple year veteran, um, but hasn't had a whole lot of playing time. You know, Smallwood looked pretty good, um, but. From what I saw, it sounds like both uh, Matthews and Sproles are are expected to play Monday. I don't know if I have a lot of faith in starting either one of them. Um, you know, unless you're really desperate or um, I'm really hoping for luck to be on your side. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, is is Matthews
0: really supposed to start or play? He's got like a strange think I think, think
1: Sproles has a better shot at playing than than Matt Yeah, I does. I do too, but but
0: I'd be looking at a running back
1: that's got a mess, you know,
0: mm, broken rib yeah. or whatever. Like I don't know how NFL players play through a broken rib. Like you get hit on your ribs like constantly all game. Like how does that work? I just that's got to be one of the more painful injuries to have, to, or at least it, to it play is.
1: through. I had. I had bruised ribs once, not broken, just bruised. And it was miserable to move, to breathe, to exist. I, I hated it. And I, I can't imagine, like, suiting up and running around, trying to, you know, be able to breathe consistently and then taking hits at full speed. Like, oh, yeah, this is great. No, no, thank you. Yeah, no. get the hell out. Done. get it get it healed and and you know then you can help your team cuz you're not you're not helping them when you're not 100% healthy especially if you have this kind of an injury that's just so finicky and, and and you could go in and play one series and be okay and then you could take a break uh take a series or two off go in the next one and then be completely jacked up so it's not worth it to me I I, I mean I get it You know, these people are getting paid a hell of a lot more money than I am to go out and, you know, abuse themselves, but that's nothing. Yeah. From a fantasy standpoint, I'm not starting either one of those guys, even after seeing what Kelly did to to Green Bay, who had a really stout run defense, but the past couple weeks, they've been just getting absolutely demolished by running back. Dude, their
0: whole team is injured. I, I feel bad for the Packers, dude. They're just... They're a mess. Yeah. Um, but uh, mixing up the injuries here a little bit more, we'll go to some other big names. Uh, Andrew Luck is not going to
1: play tomorrow. They've already announced it. Um, They've announced Okay. Yeah. So, so he's out. I knew that. That's, they were talking about it earlier. And yeah, like, in the concussion
0: protocol. I mean, when to... they announced it on Monday, it was like, oh, surprise, Andrew looks in the concussion yeah. protocol. And he plays Thursday. You're like, well, he's not playing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he, he's done for the week. And, and that obviously just – it it hurts the value of guys like Gore and Hilton and Moncrief. But here here's the thing, and, and I had this discussion today. Um, on, on the show out in Iowa that that I do on Wednesday afternoons, they asked me about those three, and and I said this. I said, "Look, I'm never, I'm not starting Scott Tolzien by any means, but they're playing
1: Pittsburgh. They're Come on, dude. Why to?
0: not? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
0: he, he can't be much worse Tolzien than Maferi Stafford right
1: 2020. now. 2020.
0: Yeah. Um now Stafford is. Stafford's pissing me off, dude.
1: Um, he's killing so me. Anyway, That's a whole other rant.
0: So, I'm not saying – I'm not. I, you know, I, I don't like Scott Tolzien, but they're going to have to pass a lot to keep up with Pittsburgh, in my opinion. So, yeah, Scott Tolzien might throw for – might throw three interceptions, but he also might throw 300 yards. You know, he's done that before, by the way. And Yeah. So that just means a ton of work for Hilton and Moncrief. And, you know, Gore can catch a little bit out of the backfield. So that's work for him. You know, in order to keep the chains moving, they're going to run with Gore, you know, short yardage. So I, I don't think that it's going to kill the value of those, of those three per se, but it's going to hurt it, obviously. I do have them down a notch where I normally would. But I don't think it totally ruins their value. Um, but the, this is a a much less appealing game offensively for Indianapolis than it should have been, which is unfortunate.
1: So yeah, I I, I agree for that, and it's you know Pittsburgh is coming into Indy at a perfect time, really. Yeah, yes, they are. I mean, they are pretty
0: bad. So I think they're gonna yeah. get it.
1: Um,
0: yeah, I'll I'll finish out the quarterbacks here. You know, Cody Kessler, concussion. You gotta note here is that he might be shut down for the rest of the season. They've already announced McCallum's gonna start, so uh whatever. Uh it's, it's Cleveland. Do we care? Um, except for Bryar. Yeah. <laughs> uh Cutler, he has a shoulder. There's been really conflicting reports here. Um I've read that he might be done for the year with a – oh, what were they calling it? Now I'm totally blanking on what they called it. It was a a tear. Scapula? Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Scapula is what um, they were saying for somebody else that we had listed as shoulder. I forget who it was, though. might have been Matthews' ribs. Uh, I don't know. A torn
0: labrum, that's what it is. So, labrum. They, you know, I, I heard reports that it was a torn labrum, and now they're saying, now John Fox came out and said, no, it's not, and that he that he's week to week at this point. Or is, you know, is he calling him day-to-day, which is just ridiculous at this point? Um, yeah, he's day-to-day. So, whatever. We go from he's out for the year to day-to-day. I hate the
1: NFL when it comes to injuries sometimes. It's just
0: stupid. Um, stop trying to trick us and just tell us who's injured.
1: Just don't play the games, you know, we're the ones playing the games with, with your players. Uh, It's called fantasy football. So stop screwing up our lineups and our pickups. Agreed. Agreed.
0: Um, Finishing off the running backs here, you know, Shirkandrick West concussion. I mean, I guess that helps where, not that West was getting a a ton of work anyway, but it it, it doesn't hurt. Uh, Yeldon has an ankle injury Yeldon wasn't really startable anyway. So again, those two guys, not a, not a big hit on your fantasy teams. Um, Back to receivers to finish up here, you know, Robert, a couple injury related news coming out of Buffalo with their, with their receivers. Um, You know, Robert Woods, right. When you thought, you know, he could be a reliable receiver, he goes and messes up his knee and, you know, they're, they're talking, he's, possibly out for an extended period of time. So that's that's going to be big. Um, that's, a, that's a big hit for, you know, Tyrod Taylor. You know, now he's passing to who knows on that team. Um,
1: Justin Hunter probably.
0: I, I guess, dude. There, there's a lot of, like, guys that catch one pass for 80 yards and a touchdown and seem to be hot pickups, but, it's like, they caught one pass. Like, who cares? Um, although, big news coming back, possibly, maybe not this week, possibly next week, Sammy Watkins. And, you know, we mentioned him being a stash last week, so hopefully he went out and did it because it actually looks like this is going to happen. And with Buffalo still kind of in the hunt here, I think that they could potentially rush this a little more than I think they would have with Robert Woods playing the way that he was. Um, but if he's still available in your leagues, I think you have to go get him if you've got the spot for him. Uh, you know, he could be a big boost to a playoff run at this point. Uh, this this is different than hold, you know, than than holding on to like AJ Green, who could come back for your championship game. This is a guy that's going to work back from an injury and get kind of reacclimated into an offense just in time for your big playoff run, and that's that's big to me. Um, and and I so I I think he could be a big staple for a team's offensive run here, uh, or playoff run here.
1: So I I, yeah, mean, what, what do I you agree I mean what? we we've talked about Watkins, you know, ad nauseum. I feel like because of his positioning and and everything and and just the different things that he has done and hasn't done because of his various injuries and how he's just so fragile. But I mean, especially if they're already down him and then they lose their next man up in woods. And like I said, you're thrown to the likes of, of Justin Hunter and uh, you know, random uh, your name, number 86 from the Jersey store. I mean, they're talking
0: about you know it's Marquise Goodwin, it's it's Justin Hunter. Yeah, Goodwin.
1: Nice. I mean
0: Percy Harvey. I mean, I mean yeah. who are like good- you Goodwin, don't want these
1: guys? Yeah, Goodwin's had two games of of double digit points this yeah, year. Yeah, they're all like huge um, pass But exactly, he he's that's all. He's a one trick pony with his it's deep threat.
0: Eighteen, 18
1: receptions. <laughs> 18. Yeah, so I I can't imagine him being a guy that you're legitimately going to be like, Hey, all right, let's figure this out. And you're going to be our, our guy. No, don't, yeah. just don't fool yourself. I mean, if Woods is going to be out for a couple of weeks and you've got a solid option in, in Watkins coming back, go with it. Uh, I mean, yeah. he, he's going to, he's going to get a ton of targets and, and hopefully he turns them into something
0: yeah agreed and the um so the last wide receiver here that we've got listed is Stefan Diggs he is he's in my opinion he's not going to play tomorrow i mean a bunch of reports are saying that he's unlikely to play um adam schefter even came out as far as saying he will Oh, no, no, this does say will likely miss. Okay, never mind. So, yeah. yeah, he's likely to miss tomorrow's game. The good news is is that they play the early game, so we'll know early in the morning, you know, before you sit down and you have some turkey or you have some, you know, a couple beers, whatever it is, make sure you check your lineups. And um, I'll, men- I'll mention a guy later that I like. Well, I guess I'll mention him now because he's a pickup. Yeah. But a guy that you should go out <laughs> and get is Adam Thielen. Um yeah, you know, he he's a guy who I think can step up and he's done it before. They're playing Detroit. Detroit's defense not good. So um I'm all in on Thielen if if Diggs if Diggs sits. Um I, I like just plugging him in uh in, in most lineups and I'm probably gonna do it in one of mine. So that's uh I, I I'm I'm all in on him. So tight ends. You know, we've got the Zach Miller injury. Uh, I think you mentioned that already,
1: sort of. Um, the broken uh, bone is likely missing. Yeah, Did not you the injuries I No, you I mentioned, mentioned him, <laughs> him. But, yeah, as far as, you know, he was a guy that was, was productive. But then I think I cut myself off before I got to the injury part of it. Yeah, so he's out.
0: Uh, he's. I mean, a broken bone in his foot. I can't imagine he comes back anytime soon. And then there's another one here. So, Gronk. Gronk is, uh, I had read something earlier today and wrote the note down that he wasn't going to play this week, that he'd been, you uh, did not practice for the first couple of days. And then today he goes out and has a limited practice. So, who knows? Uh, keep an eye out for Gronk. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty serious lung injury. Whether they're going to admit that it's an actual, like, punctured lung or not, who knows, but it's New England. They don't like to admit injuries ever. So, it's just something to watch. If, you know, obviously if Gronk plays, I think you have to play him. He's just that good. So, yeah. and tight end sucks, so you might as well play him. You know, if you get a three out of him, it's probably not any worse than what you would have picked up off the waiver wire. Um <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, probably not. Yeah, probably not, right? So I know. Just keep an eye out for that. Um, we kind of went through a lot of the pickups here. You know, Hightower, Gillespie, Burkhead, Barner's. You know, we kind of went through all these guys. Um, the the only guy that we didn't mention because it wasn't kind of an injury related pickup is is Tajay Sharp. Um, I think you you wrote this guy down, no?
1: Yep. Yeah, I did. So I wrote him down as a pickup just cause he's, he's really been catching on and not to jump ahead, but I, I did have him initially down as, as my sleeper receiver. I've got another guy I can talk about though there. Um, sure? but what's that? No, I said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Um, but I mean, he, he's really come on as in my mind, the number two guy there. Um, I mean, Tennessee's has just been throwing the ball like crazy the past couple of weeks, obviously. Um, and Mariota's been on this tear. And, you know, he was another guy that was a really solid DFS pickup for last week because of, you know, the big play potential of that game. Um, I mean, they still have Kendall right there. um and obviously, Richard Matthews is, is the number one, but Sharp is, has really kind of fallen in and uh, as the guy, in my mind. Um, and I think he's got a really awesome matchup this week against Chicago. Um, you know, they've just been giving up not a ton of yards, but they've been giving up a touchdown basically every week since week five. Uh, week four and week two are the only two games where they didn't give up a receiving touchdown. So, uh, or a touchdown to a receiver, put it that way. Um, but it has only been one touchdown. So uh, aside from two weeks, but you know, I, I think the yardage aspect is there and, and he's a guy that I think is worth a pickup.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I actually used him last week in, in, uh, and DFS. It was kind of random why I picked him. I, I originally had Antonio Brown in my lineup, but then with all the wind, I decided to go down from him to Mike Evans, which I guess was fine. Evans didn't do awesome, but he was better than Brown, I feel like. And then I went off of Cam Meredith, because wind-related problems as well, down to Tajay Sharp. And that that worked out great. That worked out beautifully because it also allowed me to go from Andrew luck to Tom Brady. So <laughs> that worked out beautifully. Nice. Um, yeah. That that was a, that was a nice lineup because of those like random last minute changes. So, yeah. Um, so, you have a, you have a quarterback pickup here, but
1: I don't mm, think it's really well. I mean, it's, if you're, it, it, it was more or less just noted because of the Kessler injury that McCown would be starting. So it was more for if you really want to test the waters in a DFS league with McCown yeah. and, and Barnage tag team, if that's the game you feel like it's going to blow up, okay. Um, but, no, there's, there's not really a, a solid quarterback pickup. But I will I will make a comment about the tight ends again real quick. It's a bit of a rant, but um, yeah, I for the past two weeks, this guy in my league has now dropped the tight end on Tuesday or or whenever Wednesday for the waiver claims, and because they were playing in a Thursday game, they now get pushed all the way to next week's waivers, which to me uh. sucks. Because then you can't, you're can't, you screwing everybody out of picking these guys up. So maybe it's a great strategy for you. But last week he did it, and he dropped. And it's the same guy that's done it both weeks. Last week he dropped Fleener, and Fleener was now out because of the Thursday night game. And this week he dropped Eric Ebron to pick up Mike Gillisley, who I dropped. I would love to pick up Ebron, but I can't because he's playing tomorrow. So it's like, god damn, dude, what the hell is your problem? Quit dropping guys that are playing on Thursday game and and screwing people out of picking them up. Anyway, all right, yeah, like. yeah, that's. Um, I you know, honestly, I don't blame him, dude. Like, I don't understand I don't, why he would have dropped. I, I mean, he he he's like he's one of those guys that seems to just make moves for the point of making moves sometimes, I, and then yeah, he'll, he'll second himself. guess all his moves, but. He yeah. is the shady owner, so I, I understand why he went and got Gillis That's a that's a move that we said you should make. So yeah, absolutely, I get that. that.
0: <laughs> I get that. Um, but. Anyway, man, we are uh, we're running a little behind here, so let's let's rip through the week twelve preview here that we usually do, and uh, I'll start here with best fantasy game. I I struggled to pick this. Uh, I don't particularly love any of the games this week you kind of picked the one that I was eyeing, but uh, so, so I'll let you, I'll let you take that one, but uh, I'm going to go with Carolina Oakland. Although I I am kind of iffy on this one because Carolina's defense has been playing a little bit better, Um, but at least it's in Oakland. So maybe that, that makes their defense not play quite as well. And so, you know, Derek Carr can, can get it done against, against Carolina and, you know, Oakland's defense has been playing better, but they're still not great. I think Cam will be able to do some damage on the ground, um, if anything. So I'm going to go with that one. My worst game, I was looking at some of the over-unders in this week, dude. They were really low, a couple at, like, 40, 41, like, I guess. Like, I, you know, I guess we see those every once in a while. I have not seen a game over-under under 40 in a long time, I feel like. The Denver-Kansas City game is at thirty nine and a half. But that is not my worst game. I don't know why I actually think there's going to be some scoring in that game, which doesn't make any sense because both defenses are like legit. But I just figure there's going to somehow be some scoring in that game. But the game I don't like is New York, the Giants versus the Browns. Yeah, I think New York is going to win, but – it could be the type of game where they get like two touchdowns kind of early and then they just don't do anything just cause it's the giants and that's just what they do. Um, and Cleveland is Cleveland. They're not very good. So I just don't particularly like that game. There's not anything that excites me about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. The, the Denver KC game, that that was an interesting one cause I was kind of going back and forth on who to pick in my pick on that. I, I had to go with Denver just because they're so strong at home um, and it being a division game, but I, I, I'm still kind of second guessing myself on that one. I I kind of think KC might sneak up and take that one from them. Um, But anyway, my, my big game, best game. I I mean, this is just to me, and I almost asked you if you, if we wanted to like pick a combined best game for Thursday and then, you know, do one for the, the weekend games. But, I mean, the Washington-Dallas game is, is going to be the best game of this week and weekend, in my mind. Yeah,
0: you, even yeah. regardless of fantasy, it should just be the best game.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I think fantasy-wise, I, I like what Kelly's done, like I said earlier. I, I think he's got a, a tough task against, you know, a pretty good Dallas you know, front, front defensive line, Um, you know, the cornerbacks I feel like is the more exposure on Dallas' defense. Um, But I still think Kelly can have a good game. You know, Cousins is coming in. I picked Washington to win this game. Um, Partially because I'm tired of seeing Dallas win. And, um, (laughs) and I think, I think they can do it. If there's a team out there that can beat Dallas, I, I, I thought Baltimore might've had a chance. It was a, mediocre as they are I thought that their past history and everything they could have gotten it done and they showed in the first half that they were right there with them but then they fell off so I don't think that's going to happen to Washington I think this is going to be a a rock'em sock'em robot game that it's just going to be back and forth scoring um, and I don't think it's going to be a lot of defensive um, output I I think there's going to be Whoever, whichever team makes the bigger defensive stand at some point in the game and and shifts momentum, that team is going to win. But I I think Washington is the the one that's going to come in and win this game. Um, Worst game, uh, uh, going back to the Baltimore well, uh, I'm going with the Cincinnati-Baltimore game. I I think this is going to be just a, a tough game you know we already talked about Cincinnati's injury issues um you know all over the field so i don't think it's going to be a strong game for them i think Baltimore's coming off of that loss last week to Dallas and and they're going to be angry about it they're going to come together and now that they're back at home i think this is a no-brainer win for them um you know all the cards are stacked in their favor at least so as long as they don't choke on it. You know, they, they shouldn't have a game, but I don't, I th- I'm thinking like a 1713 score is probably what we're looking at here.
0: Yeah. I, I, I really did want to pick that since Baltimore game, but I saw you had a listed down. You filled this out before me.
1: So I went, I went
0: that's another far, direction, but that's the
1: best Baltimore game was definitely the one that I was lying, man. That's going to be that's, uh, that's going to be the reason of, of trying to set it up early aside from my ranting about the tight ends. But I figured it out. Well, I'll just go ahead and fill these out, and then he can't take the best game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah,
0: sleepers and busts here. I'll, I'll go through mine. So, quarterback, I, I had kind of a problem picking a, a good sleeper. I, I kind of got Palmer in the back of my mind, but I think I'm going to leave Tannehill. Um, just,
1: yeah. I mean, I like the,
0: the, the matchup is there. I mean, I guess that's kind of all you can say. You know, San Francisco – uh, but I kind of feel like that could be more of a, an Ajayi game, but Ajayi is obviously not a sleeper. Um, so I don't yeah. know how much Tannehill's
1: is really going to do.
0: Um, but, you know, he's got the potential to break, you know, to throw a couple of touchdown passes, which could make him very usable in, especially in DFS. You know, he's going to be super cheap going against San Francisco. You know, it could be, you could try and make some different lineups with him. Uh, my sleeper running back is, and, and I know I don't like the Cincinnati Baltimore game, but Terrence West, you know, I, I think this could be the type of game where Baltimore gets up early and just wants to eat the clock out. And, you know, they, they just run Terrence West a lot. And uh, I know mm-hmm. since, you know, since these defense run defenses, I think pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Actually. No, it is not. It is ranked 26. DBOA, no, so Terrence West could definitely have a good game. And, uh, <clears throat> You know, I think I'm gonna have to slide him on my rankings now that I'm looking at that and, and thinking that way. Um, but uh, the, you know, the just it's more it's more game game script than anything that I think kind of gets Terrence West back in there. Um, and my wide receiver is, is Adam Thielen. You know, I mentioned it already. You know, Diggs, Diggs is unlikely to play. I, I think Thielen's gonna have a a pretty big game in, in his place there. He's already done it once or twice this year, so. Um, just just roll with him again against a, a pretty bad Detroit pass defense.
1: Yeah, and and just looking back at you know that game in general, that could be a pretty good fantasy game. Honestly, I, I think Detroit's going to win the game <clears throat> just because of the the Thanksgiving allure of Detroit. Um, Maybe and, they don't and really Minnesota for some reason. No, but they destroyed the Eagles last year on Thanksgiving and that game was in Dallas, or sorry, in Dallas, in Detroit. Um, And I I mean, Stafford just was phenomenal in that game. I'm not really starting him in in this game this week. That's another, if you put up 30 points on my bench, okay, whatever, because he's just been bad. But, that could be a sneaky game for, for best game. I, I think that that it could come out that way and, and be a pretty good game for Thanksgiving. Um, but going back to uh, my sleepers, so, I, you know, call it a homer pick, I guess, but I'm going with Carson Wentz here. Um, he actually surprisingly had a pretty good game against Seattle last week. I know a mm-hmm. lot of it was kind of... Somewhat garbage time, if you will, because they were down and they were coming back and and fighting and everything. But you know he he was pretty good, and you know we just saw what what Green Bay gave up to uh, to Kirk Cousins, who I think is a better quarterback than than Wentz right now, um, you know, just from an experience standpoint, if anything. But right, Green Bay is has just been abysmal against quarterbacks recently. And, you know, with as good as, as Aaron Rodgers is, I I just, you know, I think this could be a very interesting game, but I I think Wentz has the ability to, you know, find, find the guys he needs to and, and just go for it and get them, you know, knock them out. They've given up, a ton of yardage the past four weeks. Uh, you know, a ton of attempts the past four weeks. You're talking about Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck, Marcus Mariota, and Kirk Cousins. So, of that bunch, who who would you say was the worst quarterback without knowing the stats, if you had to guess?
0: Sorry, say all those names again? You said Wentz.
1: You got Matt Ryan. You got Andrew Luck, Marcus Mariota, and Kirk Cousins.
0: I mean, I'd probably go with Stafford because I kinda know
1: Stafford's been pretty terrible. No, Stafford's not one of the choices. Uh, what am I Matt Matt Ryan at Atlanta? Andrew Luck at home. Marcus Mariota oh, at Tennessee you. and 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 uh Kirk Cousins at Washington.
0: Sorry, I thought
1: I heard Matt. I'm and going with Bortles. Final answer, Blake Bortles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I heard Matt and thought Matt Stafford. Sorry. Uh, well, screwed. I'll stick with Matt and go Matt Ryan, even though it's
1: probably not him. <laughs> no, it was not him. He was the second worst. Andrew Luck was the worst quarterback in that, and he had the most attempts at 36. Hmm. Um, the lo- the lowest yardage at 281. Only one touchdown. Uh, Ryan, thirty-five, two hundred and eighty-eight, three. Uh, Mariota, twenty-six, two hundred and ninety-five, and four. And then Cousins was thirty for three hundred and seventy-five and three. So, but that—that's the type of thing. You have four stud quarterbacks in my mind going against this team and just demolishing them and by the way Matthew, Matthew Stafford actually went 41 for 385 and 3 against them earlier this year. So uh definitely not the worst out of Stafford, he was actually probably the best. Um mm. all those points don't show it. But um yeah, I think I think Wentz can do it. Sorry I'm dragging on with this. Um running back uh sleeper if Shady doesn't play I like gillis Lee. Um and and if he if Shady does play, I'm actually going with the Eagles running backs if it's Smallwood and uh, and Kenyon Barner. Um, just again, seeing what Robert Kelly did against Green Bay, I, I think the Eagles should game plan to try to to push the ball and and force the run. Um, you know, I, I just said I like Wentz too, but I, I think that they can they can really be successful on both sides of the ball. Receiver, I already said, Tajay Sharp. But I also like Devontae Parker, um, just like you like Tannehill. I think, you know, Parker's had a touchdown in the past two weeks. Um, he's had solid yardage totals, solid target totals. Um, I think he had he's had like 182 yards total between the last two weeks. Um, got, got the game-winning touchdown last week. So love that matchup. Um, but then I'll, I can just roll into my busts here while I'm on a roll of talking uh, quarterback. I know you kind of like the Carolina Oakland game, but I'm, I'm thinking Newton kind of had a hard time picking somebody that was high up, but uh, I can see Newton going on the road and, and getting slowed down a little bit. Um, you now Oakland's just, they're the real deal right now. And, and, you know they they're officially the top seed in the AFC right now, too, because of some funky tiebreaker with New England. I don't know exactly what it is if it's strength of schedule or common team wins or something, but um, you know they they're coming off a, a nice comeback win out of the country. so uh, I think that, that Oakland's going to win that game, and, and Newton's going to get shut down a little bit. I'm um, going with Thomas Rawls in uh Seattle. Uh, you know, he he's still coming back from injury, but he's got you know, he has no pro size there to back him up and, and help him out in the mm-hmm. backfield. So it's it's his game now. So we'll see if he puts up or you know, is is shut up. Um I think it's gonna be a little more of the latter though. Um and receiver wise I'm going T Y Hilton Um, Like you said, I mean, Andrew Luck's already been ruled out. I wrote that down before I knew he was ruled out. So um, I I just felt like it was a a tougher matchup, and and I felt like Indy was going to have their hands full with with Pittsburgh. So, um, you know, Hilton coming off a pretty good game last week, I I think he's going to get – he's just not going to repeat that success this week.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, but you know I, I think at least yardage wise and maybe PPR, you know he could he could salvage a good day out of it. But uh, I'll run through my bus here. So my bus QB, I had a tough time finding one too. I kind of kept looking at the Ben Roethlisberger game, but it's it's just indie. Like I just don't think that they can they're gonna be able to stop him. Uh, the only thing that could possibly stop him is they get up so big he just kind of stops passing. But that's not usually what they do. They just kind of keep airing it out. Um, but mine's Tyrod Taylor. Um, you know, I, I, I don't particularly like the matchup this week, even though, you know, he's been good. It's Jacksonville, but Jacksonville's like weirdly, like they can stop teams, you know, their defense isn't as bad as what everybody thinks for some reason. Like you think everybody's going to have this like big blow of game against Jacksonville and then it just, it doesn't feel like it happens. Um, My running back is is where, and I know West is, you know, hurt and stuff like that, but, you know, we've just seen, like, a couple rather mediocre performances from a guy who's supposed to be, like, a legit number one running back right now uh, in in a row. You know, we've seen four, seven, and eight standard fantasy points in week eight, 10, and 11 out of where. So, I'm waiting for this other big game to happen, and I just don't feel like it's going to happen at Denver. Um and then my, my bus receiver is, is Mike Evans. Um, you know, they're, they're going up against Seattle here and obviously Seattle, Seattle, and they're just legit. And so I'm not, I'm not banking on a whole lot of points coming out of the Tampa Bay side. And so Mike Evans is going to kind of suffer, I think this week because of it. So that's, that's what I've got for mine. And, um, so, got a, a couple of Twitter questions that I want to finish with here, and I'm starting to I'm starting to get new new Twitter friends apparently, man. So, um, we're, we're, we're bringing some some new faces here. At Timster two three four zero, this was a little earlier today, and was with Digs questionable and luck out pick two of these receivers in a standard league. So We got Moncrief, Deshaun Jackson, Diggs, Crowder, Cobb,
1: and Sharp. What do you think? I like D. Jackson Sharp.
0: Really? Okay. Um, yeah. I told him I'm still going Moncrief, and in a standard league, I'm uh, I struggled between Cobb and Crowder, but I'm going to go with Crowder because he's been more consistent. I just, I'm yeah, not a D-Jax yeah. fan. He's just I'm not
1: too. either. I, I mean, I, I loved him when he was on Philly and loved when they drafted him because um, I thought he was going to be the player he turned out to be for us, you know, aside from the character issues. But health-wise, I mean, he he looked pretty strong in the game against Green Bay and and. Crowded it too, not surprisingly. But hell, even uh, Garcon looked really good in that game. Yeah, so, I almost lost my matchup because of that play. I think with with the, uh, you know, I don't want to dwell on this this one too long, but I think with what I've already said about that game, I think it's going to be a high scoring affair. I think all, all those mouths are going to get fed. But, you know, Djax is the best. You know, raw talent in my mind uh, of that receiving core when everybody's healthy and firing on all cylinders. The
0: the only thing I'll say about that and is according to DVOA, Dallas is ninth best against wide receiver ones, ninth best against wide receiver twos. So arguably, where they line up, it's Djax one, Garcon two, Crowder's in that other wide receiver category because he lines up in a slot a lot they're 27th against other wide receivers so to me the screens give the ball to crowder like crowder's gonna be open a lot so maybe i'm wrong and and look d jacks can have two big ass plays and make up for eight catches that crowder has but i just don't
1: know if it's gonna happen you also have to look at the injuries that Dallas is facing. You know, when those rankings are factoring in having their healthy cornerbacks, you know, for the majority of the year and they didn't have them last week. Um, I don't know. I think last week was the first week that they were both out, Um, but they're not going to have them again this week. So I think that's why you saw, I mean, you saw a lot of success out of Steve Smith last week. Um, you know, Mike Wallace I think had an okay game. I don't really remember everything about it, but um Yeah, he was I, yeah. I think of of weeks to have it, like I said, this is kinda yeah, like, I mean, like for Pittsburgh for Washington, they're, they're falling into they're falling into this game as a as a pretty solid um, you know, week to have it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely gonna be interesting with yeah, you're right, they do have a lot of injuries. But I don't know. That probably didn't really help you too much out there, Tim, so uh best of luck to you Tim. <laughs> um last question is here yeah. at Doug Barrington one, um pick one QB out of Stafford, Eli or Tyrod. Um <laughs> As yeah. much as I just called Tyrod a bus, like out of those guys, I think I'm picking Tyrod. <laughs> like it's just like Ugh none of those guys excite me. Uh I mean Eli could have a big game because it's Cleveland. I guess if you don't want Tyrod because I just said he was a bust, go with Eli. Um but I, I'm just I'm not feeling the I'm not feeling the Eli love this week for some reason. He just he has too many games where he just he's supposed to show up and he never does. Yeah. I you know, i I least with think Tyrod. I, he might makes-
1: get rushing yards. I think I like Eli the best, but from a fantasy standpoint, I, I do think Tyrod's probably the, the better call. But like I said, it depends. I mean, Stafford could, he could show up like he did last year and have a huge Thanksgiving game, and, and then you're like kicking yourself for it. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I, mean, I I don't know if i buy they're, it. They're all really against close. Against, I mean, not I mean, against Minnesota.
0: I do, I do have Eli 11, Tyrod 12, and Stafford 14 right now. So I guess technically it's Eli, but something, my, my gut just tells me like, uh, run away from this game for some reason. Like Cleveland's bad, but just feel like something, something weird is gonna happen where Eli's just not gonna do it. But I mean, if you're going off my rankings, it's Eli. So I guess, I guess do that. But it is close. It's all, it's all really, really close here they're all yeah. all three guys are within four spots so you you pick you pick the hell of a trio to ask me about let's put it that way yeah uh anyway so that's all i've got for the show we ran long again we got to work on this dude but uh you know a lot of information to cover every week it's never easy to kind of cram all this into a, a short show but anyway i think that's all i've got you got anything else to add
1: um, Not really, not nothing football related. Uh, just got an email. The Orioles today announced that they've named Roger McDowell as the Major League pitching coach and Alan Mills as Major League bullpen coach. Not really sure much about Mills, but McDowell has been with uh, Atlanta for the last Atlanta eleven years, years and, right? Yeah, their their yeah, staff went been... nine oh uh, five and eight seventy six, which is well, above five hundred, but the bigger thing to take away is that um they ranked fourth among major league clubs in that span with a three eighty eight ERA. So Yeah, they've always had pretty, like pretty solid. relatively decent pitching,
0: so hopefully yeah. hopefully I am hoping if anything he can get um I'm a blank on his name. Our younger guy. Not Bundy, Gosman. I'm hoping he can actually Gaussman. get to yeah. pitch the way he's supposed to pitch. You know, everybody thinks this guy's supposed to be awesome, but Time will tell. We'll see what happens, you know. Yeah. I hope we can get some signings and be a little more active in the free agency this year than we were last year. So, all right, well, that's all I've got. Everybody, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you all
1: next week. All right, sounds good. Have a good holiday, and uh, talk to you next week.